listening to the Power Up Podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we explore real-life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I'm so excited to have on the show with me today, Selena Moon. I'm going to let her talk here in a second, but as you know, I like to brag about people first. So she is a blast. You're just going to feel her. I think the first time we talked, we laughed and laughed the entire time, and of course, solved all the world's problems in the process, because that's kind of how we roll. But she is fascinating. So she's run her own business for the last four years and started off doing a personal training gym. So that kind of gives you an idea of the space that she's coming from, but (laughs) she's a trip. So she's backpacked through Europe and Peru. But what she does really is she's kind of this host, if you will, which I love that word, for sacred space. And she uses words like multidimensional transformation. So you know that she's found a home here at Superpower Experts. So without further ado, please join me in welcoming Selena to the show. Welcome, hon. It's such an honor to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And you're so right. Laughter and the way in which we connected the first time, I really felt like we did cause happy and compassion bombs around the world. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Very cool. Well, we'd like to just throw people into the mix here and ask, what are your superpowers? Absolutely. So my superpower is actually heightened in a space where there's more people. My ability to tap into the higher self and to be able to channel information that people need in the moment is my greatest gift that I'm offering right now. And it just feels so aligned and so perfect. Uh, I love the concept of it being really empowered and amplified by other people. That's one of the concepts that we have within the superpower net is this idea that we are exponentially more powerful together. But that's the first time I've heard anyone really giving mention to a specific experience that they have with what they know to be an ability of theirs and how it interacts with other people. So tell me how you kind of started tapping into that concept. Absolutely. Well, it all started when I started working one-on-ones and I had just kind of graduated from psychosomatic therapy and I was really passionate about working with the physical body and doing emotional trigger point release therapy. And that's when my clairaudient and clairvoyant gifts started coming through and I'd be working on these clients and all of a sudden things would be releasing from their bodies. For example, uh, trauma that they may have experienced earlier in this lifetime or previous lifetime. I would actually see the trauma and I would ask them, you know, did your father maybe do this to you at the age of around eight? And they'd be like, how do you know? And I'd be like, well, I just saw it leave your body. (laughs) So it kind of started off in that world where I was doing a lot of one-on-one stuff and I got called to start bringing people together. And what I noticed is that even though I wasn't physically working on people's bodies in these group settings, I was still able to somehow find a holistic understanding of every individual in the room and create a space for all of them to override pain, override blockages. And people would come in with back problems and grief in their heart, and they would leave with all of their pains gone without me even touching their bodies because I was able to harness the energy in the room to create uh, specific transformations with these people on an even greater basis. So my groups started going, they started off with about three to five people and then they started growing. I was running them from my apartment and I realized that my gift as a teacher was not only the teaching aspect, but it was the healing aspect. And people would come to me and say to me things like, oh, I really heal in your presence. And so as people started feeling different in my presence, what I noticed is that they would go tell their friends and then they would invite their friends to be in my presence. And before I knew it, I was hosting weekly workshops every Thursday night at the Courtyard Marriott. We went from five people to 70 people. And that's really what led to the beginning stages of my event 
my signature event. And in that experience, what I've found is that there's a lot of people that reach out nowadays and they're like, oh, I want to get that one-on-one time with Selena. I really want to experience what your energy is like. And I say to them, well, not to disappoint you, but you're going to get way more out of me if you show up in a space where there's a hundred other people and they're like, well, that doesn't make any sense because I'm going to have to share you with others. And I said, well, when you share me with others is when you will grow the most. And this Mm. is a concept people are really struggling with (laughs) right now. And I'm really starting to understand more about as I continue through my own personal evolution, but it's something that fascinates me that my ability to serve is much, much, much heightened in the presence of more. So Mm, I love it. Do you feel like it has to be physical presence or how do you equate that? I've been experimenting with that. So I do find that there is something really, really, really sacred about the physical presence. And the reason is because we work in metaphors. So for example, if you're sitting in a space and you have a fantastic imagination, and I say to you on a webinar, imagine yourself in a circle with all the people on this call right now. Some people can do that exceptionally well. And others struggle with that because they only see themselves in the room. And so it's the energy of the circle that's actually the secret to the sacredness and the healing that takes place in the transformations that I offer. So for people who are very connected to spirit, who are able to visualize all the spirits on a call, for example, in sacred circle, then that becomes a lot easier for me to work with. But if we're speaking to people who have a more challenging time really imagining things like that, then it really works better to have these people physically sitting in a circle so they can see one another and understand the oneness that we have to offer. So that's been my experience as well. And like with my marching orders, it was very clear, like our market is such a niche market and we are not in the same geographic location. And so one of the biggest challenges we have is using virtual space in a way to remind us that we're all interconnected anyway. And so we've tried many different versions of that. A lot of times we lean on like video hangouts and stuff because that's about the closest we can get. And every time I keep thinking, okay, we need to do more in person, in person, in person, which I'm clear that's an expansion. Like I get stopped every step of the way. It's like, nope, you all have to figure this out. Like you've got to figure out how to master that virtual connection because it really is a symbol of the energetic connection. But I'll have to tell you, like, it's a challenge because we're so programmed to kind of in that space. And I feel the electricity in the personal spaces. And so I think that that's just kind of this next frontier that we're all embarking on. And so it's interesting Mm -hmm. your viewpoint on that. Absolutely. And it's interesting that for you, the actual in-person space is an expansion, whereas for me, the online space is an expansion. So Mm -hmm. it's all perception and it's all the way in which we understand the world and in, in which I believe because we are so connected with our soul purpose as well, that I do believe that your purpose is really going to be illuminated in the virtual world. Not to say that mine won't, but in essence, I bring drums to my circles. I bring canvases and paint to my circles. I want the physical hands-on experience because that is my gift that I offer to people when they come in. If you can hold somebody's hand or you can give them a hug or look into their eyes, to me, that is my mechanism of transformation. Your mechanism of transformation works exceptionally through your languaging. It works exceptionally through your vocal transmission. And it works exceptionally through the articles that you provide and through the podcast that you provide. So it makes sense that your soul is happy doing that. Mm, That makes sense. And for me, it was, and it's so funny to me how things are driven through 
the concepts of what's needed next type of thing. And I love when I sit back and kind of see all the different puzzle pieces and how they go mm. together and how the more I sit in these spaces of doing this kind of work, I appreciate so much more people who really hold their own puzzle piece well you know, and bring that to the table. And, and it's easy to get caught up in, well, Selena does these events and she's had a lot of success. So we should do these events. You know, this is how we should do it. And it's really easy to fall into that trap. Just like people can listen to me and be like, oh, well, I have to build this virtual community. It's like, well, possibly. And a lot of times there's the enmeshment that happens between all of us that we pick up on those vibes. And it's like, it's, sometimes it can be hard to realize, okay, wait, wait, what's yours? What's mine? Like, what's ours? Like, how do we <laughs> kind of navigate this space? Yeah. And I just yeah. think it's super crucial that we continue to call that out. I had a really phenomenal interaction with a woman that I interviewed here recently, Jillian Rutledge. And it was such a cool exchange because we don't know each other really well. Like we know each other as well as all of us connect and know each other, but it's really just, we connected in this amazing heart space. And here recently we had a dialogue that was so raw and just vulnerable between Mm. basically two strangers but it was like oh wow well when like I'm feeling like there's a twinge of sadness in me or there's a feeling of like oh that doesn't feel good like and just really calling it out and what transpired between us in that moment was so cool because we were able to see both where each of us existed as well as where this really kind of cool energy existed between us and it was like oh that's where it is. But if at any moment along the conversation, either one of us had slipped into kind of social niceties, traditional mm-hmm. conversations, like, well, we're negotiating or we're talking about this because we're constantly like massaging, how are we going to work together? And it was just amazing to trust in that. And I think that's part of what we're dialoguing about is like, can we trust in that and then trust others to meet us in that really, I call it raw, but it's like, it's just mm-hmm. a whole space. It's yeah. just pure. And it's really I, the power of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. But it's the least vulnerable thing in the world, which is so funny to me. It's like <laughs> it's our most powerful state of existence while being the most vulnerable. Like, right. Well, vulnerable, really, I think, is powerful. I think when we allow ourselves to really be, I love the word raw, by the way. I love that you use that word because that's <laughs> one of my favorite words. Whenever I think of the word raw, I think of cutting into a fruit. And just like seeing the seed oh, oh, interesting. right yeah. in the center and just thinking about what it would be like. I always equate myself to a seed that's just been exposed as I've been cut open as this fruit when I think of the word raw. And it always reminds me of like what that raw sense is really like your seed is being exposed. And I think the seed really represents like almost like the most rooted part of you, but also maybe the most disturbing to the outside world. Like nobody wants to talk about the seed everyone just wants to enjoy the fruit oh my gosh you're so funny so i think of like guts and blood and like gushing out of people. <laughs> so, i think i'm gonna adopt your vision a little bit more i'm gonna wait wait no it's fruit selena said it's fruit let's go with that it's just fruit it's, fruit. Like, it's just it's the like, seed of a fruit <laughs> <laughs> it's like innards and guts all over the place. I'm like, uh, I don't, uh, we're going to go with your version from now on. Um, <laughs> well, the guts and blood fun too. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I want to get in talking about your event, but first I want to ask you, like when you started seeing, so a lot of our folks are really starting to experience their superpowers for the first time mm. and like their abilities and all these things. And it can be really daunting. So when you were talking about like (laughs) seeing these traumas and walking people through that and holding that space with them, like, was that something that came really naturally to you? Or was it kind of like a, whoa, that that was a thing that just occurred? 
How did you experience that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's funny because for the time frame that I was actually running these emotional release trigger point sessions, I'd have people lying on a massage table. I would be getting into these trigger points with my elbows and I would be asking them to release stuff. And at that time, actually recognize that they were releasing things that there was a possibility I would see or experience myself or, and be able to share with them. But being the overambitious at the time entrepreneur that I was, I I'll be honest, I probably took on too many clients. <laughs> no. I've always, I've always been the one to overdo it on the clients. So I spent a lot of time on people's bodies, literally sometimes 10 hours a day on people's bodies. And I would be working through clearing energy, and I was very, very cautious about energy and learning about space and using sage and other cleansing tools to ensure that the next person walking in wouldn't experience whatever the person before on the table experienced. So I would started really becoming sensitive to the finer intricacies of energy after spending hours and hours and hours working with the energy of the human body. And that's when I got into a state, almost a meditative state of, okay, we're going to release here, we're going to release there. And then boom, started off kind of just as colors and that, and then eventually it turned into really funny metaphors I would see all kinds of funny things come up. And at one point I decided, you know what, I'm just going to speak these things to the client because I could be hallucinating right now, or this could be legitimate information for this individual that they could benefit from. And so I would share things and I would say, well, you know, does sitting on a chair in a park with a red balloon resonate with you? And they'd be like, oh, yeah. And this girl came and popped the balloon and I was crying and they remember all these things. And it's like, all right, let's let that go. Let's let that go. I'm getting goosies. So someone who's listening to this is going to really get a big, uh, <laughs> get a big download from what I'm saying here. But in essence, I, I would start voicing what I was seeing. And I realized through time that what I was seeing was legitimate and it was helpful and it was releasing for people and healing. So I allowed myself to go deeper and deeper and deeper into it. My biggest challenge in all honesty was actually turning it off. So for a bit of about a period of two years, I couldn't even step foot into a, like a mall, for example, or a party because I just saw and heard too much. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn how to tone things down and that in itself is a practice. So, well, and I think that that's a valuable thing to give voice to and to everyone listening. Like there does seem to be this kind of heightened sense that occurs when those gifts start to come online and just know that can fade over time like as you master them as you work with them as you develop your own abilities to not necessarily shield but just kind of be a little more selective about your environment and also rise above is one of the techniques that I've always used but it's not forever I think a lot of people kind of when they start to come online it's like this freak out moment of like whoa do I have to live this way forever and it's like everything's in constant flux and so what's being asked to, to be seen and to for you to take a look at if you miss the whispers, like it's going to come to you in the shouts and banging upside the head by, with a two by four, but it can calm down. Like you do kind of settle into it as long as you yeah. continue to be in it and use it. And, and I think Selena, what you said was so crucial in the sense that in my languaging, what you chose to do was just play with it mm-hmm. and really be willing to meet it in the space of rather than going to over analysis, like, am I making this up? Is it, what is this? Like just being like, okay, is it helpful? Yes or no? If it's yes, and let's just go with it and see what happens. And I think that to me is this 
single determining factor on who progresses through things versus who kind of gets stuck in that initial discovery phase. Mm, Absolutely. The desire to play is, it comes from the sacral chakra, if we're going to bring the chakras into it. And the sacral chakra is one of the lower chakras. And therefore, if you are really high up there in those higher realms, it can be very easy to forget your lower chakras. And then the playfulness is part of that. And so I think it's a great reminder to allow those sort of more grounding energies of let's go into an experience. Let's look at this as though it's an adventure and we're opening up doors to our inner being and allowing ourselves to venture into these doors and see what's on the other side, knowing fully that we have the capacity to turn around and exit at any point that we so choose. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's a kicker right there. And I mean, I will say that was the thing for me was I was, I had to make a conscious choice. I remember the exact moment. When I sat there and I knew I was being presented with an opportunity to move into new space and I really sat with it. I'm like, okay, I could be totally crazy. I could be, this could be nuts or this could be the dumbest thing I've ever done or this would be the most disastrous thing ever. And it's like, or I could just play. And it was, that was a new concept for me. You know, that wasn't a big kind of part of my upbringing or my earlier existence was that play piece. And I always credit my husband for that. And then of course my daughter, because they both brought those elements in for me. And I was like, seeing it through them, I was able to go, huh, maybe there's something to this. And I didn't come by it naturally, quote unquote, like, of course I did. But I remember the conscious choice I made to just say, forget this, like, I'm going to play now. And I think for me, and for a lot of people that we have on the show, it comes at a point when like, you've done something in the mundane world, like in the real world, like there's like these boxes that we all checked. And then it's like, uh, life didn't quite go like we thought it was gonna go, you know, it's like, wait, what's next in this? And it's when, then when I see a lot of people choosing to bring that play component into it, which is so powerful beyond anything we can imagine, because we kind of pot in our society, like, it's a kind of a childish thing. But to me, it's one of the most powerful places you can move into. Hmm, absolutely. I did get a message this morning that we would be talking about play today. <laughs> nice. And here we are. And here we are. And one of the things that's coming up as you're talking is you're saying moving from the mundane world into the world of exploration and inner fulfillment, because that's really what play is, right? It brings that sense of fulfillment. And when people ask me, like, how do you go from being in that mundane world to this world of every day is a new adventure and everything is a blessing or a gift or a lesson? And And what I say is go back to the time where you were a child and look at what you did to play because every child you'll notice plays in their own unique way. Some children love to just be alone and play with Barbie dolls. Other children will play doctor. Other children will love to put buildings and Lego pieces together. Other children will just want to spend all their time with like clay or paint. And there's a reason for that. There's an innate pre-programming within every single person on how to play for your soul. And the way to actually access that is to go back to your childhood and say, well, how did I play when I was a child? And for me personally, I loved to pretend that I was a teacher. And so I would ask my parents for all the chairs in the house and I would set up a room full of empty chairs and put up like a nice little chalkboard in the front of the quote unquote classroom and have my sister sit there. And I'd literally teach lessons. (laughs) And when I wasn't doing that, I was actually playing energy healing games on the physical bodies of my friends. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love it. Wild last thing to the world. Yeah. But, yeah like, so it's just like, of course, because he healed the world by Michael Jackson was like my favorite song of all time. And so it's funny because in hindsight, I'm like, yeah, and I did that. And I actually like to, I actually directed and like to act in plays and perform for family members and stuff like that. And I had all these different aspects of me that really shone when I was a kid. And if shown is even a word, shined. I don't, I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> Shown, shine, whatever floats your boat. In essence, that's the question that comes up is who were you when you were a child? And what were the things that you did to be playful, to be expansive in your own energy field? And how can you bring that back? And that's really the answers lie there. Because when you're in a child, you don't have those inhibitions of, oh, this is what society says I need to be doing right now. And this is what mom and dad want for me. And this is what my friends are doing. And this is how school has programmed me. We don't have those inhibitions. Really free in that state to be our soul self. And it's always about coming back to that, in my belief. Oh, that's so perfect. And that leads us right around to talking about your event. And I really want to make sure that we're telling people about that. I think what you're doing is fascinating. So talk to us a little bit about that. Illuminate Your Magic is the name of the event. And it came to me in May of 2015 in a meditation where I just kept hearing the words Illuminate Your Magic. And I just knew it was going to be an event of some sort, but I wasn't really sure what all the details, as I was mentioning to you guys before, into my world and becoming more and more prevalent. And I was doing them on a weekly basis. And I I have probably about 10 years worth of weekly information to share. (laughs) There was no end to what I had to bring to the table. And every week something new would come up. And that's why the same people kept coming because every week they would get something new. And what I realized There's a fountain of wisdom that seems to emerge within me in the presence of others, but I was getting burnt out from the experience. I'm literally spending hours in meditation. I'm calling upon the right energies to come forth. I'm doing like conscious healings on these people that are coming in. I'm ensuring that karmically everything, everyone that shows up is there to heal their past lives and whatnot. So I was doing a lot of work, making sure everyone walked away with their own unique gift and that everyone really experienced something that was transformational. And the miracles that happened were just off the charts. So in my burnout, I decided to go to Mexico for a month. And while I was in Mexico, Illuminate Your Magic kept coming up again. And it was like, aha, okay. So the purpose with Illuminate Your Magic was to amalgamate all of the beautiful things and the, and the teachings and the energies that were brought upon these weekly workshops into a big event so that the transformations could occur in a more condensed fashion with more people. So Illuminate Your Magic was officially birthed on October 30th, 2016. We had our first one. I got back from Mexico. We just found the most incredible space, brought 100 people together, really connected with this one charity in Africa. I'm really passionate about African orphans. And so I made sure to include that in in all the events that I've ever held, actually, not just Illuminate Your Magic. And it ended up turning into one of the most transformational experiences that anyone that had ever experienced my workshops before had ever experience. So what trumped it everything was the fact that there was more people that we were in a really, really professional space that there was lots of singing, lots of dancing, the ceremonies that came through were really powerful and people were able to meet one another at in a really deep sense of exploration of self. And so 
some of the things that I learned through the experience was that it was too short. <laughs> so people were saying, one day is not enough. Like we need more and please remove the guest speakers because we can't get enough of you, Selena. And I was just, you know, our ego always wants to sometimes make us smaller. And I was like, Oh, they wanted more of me. And I had all these guest speakers. I almost sabotaged myself in a way. And I realized I have much more to give to this group. So this time we're doing illuminate your magic on April 29th and 30th. It's a two day event. And because I reconnected with my own childhood, I was able to remember that I'm not just a teacher and a healer, but I'm also an actress and a writer. And so I'm actually writing a theatrical production for the next Illuminate Your Magic that highlights aspects of life through theater and also bringing forth things like drumming so that everyone has an opportunity to play an instrument. Everyone will have an opportunity to paint hands-on. The ceremonies are going to be very indigenous in nature this time. And the transformations are really going to be heightened because of the energy that we're in on our planet. So if this is something that excites you, if you understand the power of creativity and how to derive wisdom and intuitive gifts through exchanging beautiful energy with other people through art, then this would definitely be something that you would be called to. Awesome. And where's the event? It is taking place in Toronto, Ontario, and we're actually doing it at a beautiful space, which is just above the Hard Rock Cafe at Young and Dundas Square. So it's a theatrical space and we we're really bringing together amazing musicians that are here to really heighten the vibrations and to expand our consciousness and also bringing in very human elements as well. I think that's something that, and Tanya, I'd love for you to touch on this too, but I feel like often when we get into this place of consciousness, we sometimes forget how it all relates to the physicality of life. Like how does consciousness relate to the way that I walk? How does consciousness relate to the way that I speak? How does consciousness relate to the way that I, it's not just about breathing and yoga. I think it's beyond that. I think it's, you know, how fast do I climb these stairs? How do I chew my food? How does Mm. consciousness get involved with the way that I set up the space in the room that I live in or the way that I approach the relationships that I'm in? And so I really believe in balancing the chakras. And I believe that a lot of very spiritually aware people can sometimes lose touch with the physicality of life and the connection with the physical body. I mean, the physical body stores consciousness. So it's so important to me that people are in their physical bodies. And so that is the reason why we're bringing the energy of physical movement and drumming into this as well. And and yeah, that's all going to be in Toronto, Ontario. Our goal is actually to travel the world with this. And we're really all about making international connections and being able to take this to various countries and adapting the theater production to the particular societal struggles that people deal with. I love that. And I love what you're saying about the physicality. The concepts for me is translate them a little bit differently, but it was always about how can I use this? Like, what is the point? And I remember even in grad school, questioning some of the doctoral candidates I was up against and my professors and being like, okay, that's great that you can like regurgitate this information, but so what, like to what Mm -hmm. end and what good does it do us if we're not doing something with it, if we can't apply it, if there's not some sort of synthesis in it, like what is the purpose? And so that's been, I remember from the moment I watched The Secret the first time, Mm. it was like, okay, great. And now what do I do with this? Right. And how is it going to impact me? And how is it going to change my life and the world by extension in the application of it. And so that's really at the heart of superpower experts is like, okay, great. Like I talk to people all the time. We're like, yeah, I know all this. I know all this It's like, awesome. Are you living it? Like right. that's it's in your I mind, see. but it's mm-hmm. in your heart. 
<laughs> well, and in the body, like you're talking yeah. about. And I erroneously, this whole kind of thing started when I was brushing my teeth one day and downloaded like the five steps of transformation. And I was like, oh, that makes perfect sense. But it was concepts like the spirit and then the mind and then the emotional system and then the body. And each step of the way, I was like, oh, okay, well, we got the whole spirit part. We All of us kind of got the whole message around thoughts become things. Like the mind piece, yeah, it wreaks havoc from time to time. But for the most part, that's something that in our collective consciousness, we're pretty clear about now. And then the integrating the emotions is new for a lot of people. And so we work a lot in that space with folks. But then I erroneously, and I even remember writing a blog article like, oh, the body's just going to naturally follow. Like, no problem. The body will just do whatever, right? <laughs> oh, like, you know, five years later, it's like, yeah. wow, the information <laughs> is still coming about the body. And yeah. I just laugh at like, you know, my own ignorance around all of that. But it was like, wow, like there's so much to the body. And I keep telling people there's so much that we don't know and it's not what we think it is. And mm-hmm. the only way to find that out is to be willing to suspend your beliefs a little bit and say, okay, let's say I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. what is it? Like, what can it be? Right. And, and I find a lot of value in asking those questions. Absolutely. And so I totally agree with you. I think the movement piece, the embodiment piece, we're all experiencing that in very different ways, but it's more puzzle pieces to unlocking what really are we doing here? Like what is the purpose of the body and as it relates to the planet and are we really here? And what is all this happening? Where does all this occur? And you only know that through the experience of it. And so I think that takes us right back to the play conversation, which is if you're not willing to play in it, then it just doesn't come to fruition. I interviewed Alana Fairchild a while back. And at the time we were talking a lot about her Sacred Rebels deck. And mm-hmm. she told me about her divine circus deck. And I was like, uh, I don't know. The imagery didn't totally appeal <laughs> to me. And she's like, you don't understand. Like, this is like sacred rebels on steroids or whatever flowery language that she would use. I was like, oh, I don't know. And sure enough, I found myself circling to that deck. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And so I laugh now because everywhere I go, I hear, like, the circus theme. Like, do, 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 do. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's all just a big, big top. And but you only discover that in the experiential piece of it. So sitting back and knowing or even sitting back and doing your meditations, it's not enough. Like you have to be willing to do it here. And I think that's a big part of what you've tapped into. So I encourage anybody who heard what Selena was talking about. And if you hear an immediate yes with that, then go, go to that event because that is what starts to alter us molecularly is when we're willing to move into those spaces in the presence of others. Absolutely. And even just to expand on what you were saying there, in psychosomatic therapy, you actually learn about everything right down to the shape of your finger is an expression of your soul. So if you look at how big is my big toe in comparison to my second toe, or how does my arms straighten when I extend it, or is there a little hole in my back in some area of my back, these all actually tell a story about how you perceive the world and how you deal with things. And as we change and as we shift as people, look at your own face because you may notice that your facial symmetry is shifting. You may notice subtle shifts in your complexion as you continue on this path as though there are aspects of your body that just look different. And it's not about necessarily what you're eating or about your exercising, but it's on an even deeper level where the subtleties, if you allow yourself to really explore them, you will be faced with these And that's when I think you can come into the full awareness of the fact that our physical bodies are really our autobiographies. 
And mm. wherever we go, we are actually speaking to the world around us through our physical body just as much as we are through our energy body. Mm. I love that comment. Our physical bodies are our autobiographies. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Well, we need to go ahead and get going. Where can we send people to find out more about the event? Absolutely. So you can visit illuminateyourmagic.ca and all the details to our next event are there. If you are passionate about what we're doing and you have a city of people that you feel would really, really vibe with this, please do contact me and let me know because it would be an honor to bring this to your world and to really bring creativity and love into a space where your community can thrive as well. So Mm. you can visit more about me personally at selenamoon.ca and that's S-E-L-E-N-A moon, M-O-O-N.ca and get more videos, get more information about who I am, the African project that I'm working with and above and beyond just illuminate your magic. There's some really great videos and some tidbits for you there as well. So I love it. Well, very cool. Thank you so much for coming on the show and joining us. It's always delightful to connect with you. And I'm very excited about where our concentric circles are going to intersect and play with each other moving forward. Well, absolutely. I've had a great little time exploring your membership site so far. I'm enjoying the articles. I'm enjoying the vernacular that's being used. It's sometimes challenging in everyday life to really experience people who are understanding the world as multidimensional beings constantly shifting and transforming from an energetic perspective. So it's really refreshing to me to be part of this community. And I'm really grateful for you for creating it. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I, of course, honor the work that you're doing and please, please let us know how we can continue to support you in that. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It's just been such an honor being here. Yay. Well, thank you. And to all of you out there, as always, we appreciate your loyalty. And until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers, and change the world. Take care, everyone. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and discover your superpowers today.